Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Buglers, this is Top Stories. I am Andy Zaltzman, raiding our own archives once again, and today I am in my happy place, revisiting 2012 and the plans for the greatest London 2012 the world had ever seen and would ever see. This is Bugle 185, entitled Burning Rings of Steel. Top story this week, Olympics countdown! Andy, with the crisis in Syria, Iran's race to obtain a nuclear weapon and what Israel's response to that might be, it is very easy to lose sight of what's really important. <laughs> and that's that this is an Olympic year, Andy. We mustn't forget that. The world is in pain. So why not enjoy the fact that we have a ready-made anaesthetic on its way? We can let the Olympics drift us into a methadone-like dream of bliss, only to wake up four weeks later and discover that three more countries in the Middle East have had their leaders amputated. <laughs> and I believe, Andy, that the fact that 2012 was an Olympic year is a detail that was left out of the Pope's New Year message. He should have mentioned it at the end, at least, saying, uh, with these thoughts, I offer my reflections and I appeal to everyone... Let us pool our spiritual, moral and material resources for the great goal of educating young people in justice and peace. Plus, you know, Olympic year, so uh, <laughs> you can bet that that's something that Jesus is looking forward to. OK, that's it from me, your P unit. Um, actually, just one more thing, message to the priests. Let's take it down a couple of notches with child abuse in 2012, shall we? A full couple of notches. Happy New Year. <laughs> Who's going to kiss the Pope? <laughs> London. <laughs> Good, Andy, sorry, you were saying? What? No, no, nothing. You no, say? No, nothing, you were saying nothing. No. London is hosting the Olympics, which means that you're hosting the Olympics, Andy. Yeah, that's right. So, how, how is your hosting preparations going? I know, I mean, are you going to rent out a room to an athlete? I know you've been very keen to get 
Moses Kiptanui to stay with you over the years <laughs> and think, teach your yeah. kids a thing or two about running long distances very quickly. Yeah, well, old Kiptanui, I'm not sure he's going to make the team this year, but um, I mean, it'd be love to have anyone called either Moses or Kiptanui staying in the house. <laughs> <laughs> in any combination just 147 days to go now John uh, mm, until uh, very exciting until my house is just absolutely jam packed with triple jumpers <laughs> and fences and <laughs> volleyballists and uh, the world's largest sports day um, begins in oh, where is it again ah ah it's that place where the German Air Force used to keep dropping exploding litter out of their airplane. <laughs> London, that's it. And as the athletes hone their bodies and skills with just months to go and the builders put the final touches to their architectural masterworks, the political grandstanding is gathering pace, John. And in particular here, John, uh, this week, the uh, Britain's biggest union has threatened to strike during the London Olympics and has been roundly condemned by political leaders. The uh, Unite Union has suggested that it could... Uh, prompt a mass walkouts. It has well over a million members, so that could cause logistical mayhem, John. And I think really should remember this. This is the Olympics, John. This is Britain's mm-hmm. greatest opportunity to showcase itself to the planet. Hell, not just the planet, John, to the universe. And we need the nation united in its efforts. And the politicians have all come out against uniting this. We need the nation completely at one in its efforts, all pulling together to pretend to the rest of the world that everything here is just <laughs> f***ing fine. Exactly. We have exactly. S- and we only just need 17 days, John. We need to hoodwink the world into thinking we all love each other and that everything in Britain is going swimmingly. And by swimmingly, I mean it's going up and down in a confined space before ending up back where it started, exhausted <laughs> and bedraggled and all the while moving far less efficiently than it would if it just got out and ran along the side of the pool. <laughs> 17 and- days, John. Not to have yeah. to give a shit about the stuff these people are planning to strike about. That is the whole point. That's all. 17 days. 17 days to worry about whether Usain Bolt can still run very fast. Not about whether the National Health Service is being turned into a notional yes. health service. Yes, 17 yes, days yes. to get yes. excited about, how seeing, about seeing how much of an advantage Knight of the Realm Sir Chris Hoy will get from his new knight status, <laughs> which of course enables him to knock his opponents off their bicycles with a medieval jousting pole. <laughs> our house, our rules. We don't want to worry about spiralling unemployment, falling living standards, being held to ransom by financial forces beyond the grasp of law or morality. 17 days, John, to concern ourselves with whether British horses will do neater shits than all the other horses in the dressage. Not about whether the economy is imploding like a criminal gang bundling a load of stolen folklore demons into the back of a truck. (coughs) (laughs) Imploding? Is this on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you were just on a roll there as well, Andy. And then you basically just dove straight out of a speeding car. (laughs) Well, this self-proclaimed battle for the soul of Britain and our national way of life, John, that this strike is this non this strike this clearly isn't going to happen is all about. That it's can surely point. wait until after the dressage is finished. And how, Seventeen days. How dare they threaten to keep the British public away from their beloved volleyball, from the skeet shooting that they dream of on a nightly basis? Yes. And from the BMX riding that's been part of this nation's sport watching culture ever since the Romans rode into town in 55 BC. <laughs> I do think, Andy, cycle jousting. Is an Olympic sport that well, it's a tragedy. It hasn't already been there, and yeah. it, it, surely we can get there in time. I oh, know, Chris. You went to the Olympic velodrome for the uh, test did. event. Now, I mean, you set one cyclist on one side of the track, yep. and the other on the other. Yeah, they've got all about 100, 100 meters to get up to speed. Yeah, bang. I can bang. Bang. Just in the, the very real sense, a sport in the world. Yes. It'd be even better than the Omnium. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word it's, for that. 
any any Olympic city is bound to experience jitters as the big day arrives. So much work's gone into it, so much money's been spent. But no city in Olympic history has done a runner before the big day yet. There's never been a group of athletes turn up to a stadium on the first day to see it completely empty with a sign on the front saying, so sorry, we're just not ready for this. It's not you, it's us. And as you say, there is concern about this threatening strike that's not going to happen but could happen but isn't, but could, and that's the frightening thing, even though it won't happen. And Len McCluskey, the uh, leader of Unite, the biggest union in England, said, if the Olympics provide us with an opportunity, then that's exactly what we should be looking at. The attacks that are being launched on public se- sector workers at the moment are so deep and ideological that the idea that the world should arrive in London and have these wonderful Olympic Games as though everything is nice and rosy in the garden is unthinkable. No, it isn't, McCluskey. That is one of the main points of the Olympic Games. The whole point of hosting the Olympics has always been about pretending that you're a far better country than you are. (laughs) Ask Hitler. At no point before Berlin 1936 games did he say, oh, do you know what? I feel like we're papering over the cracks of what a bunch of arseholes we are. (laughs) Is anyone else worried about that? Oh, you are too. Oh, Arrest that man and take his family to a camp. You're either with me or against me. Schweinhund! <laughs> McCluskey's been accused of opportunism by politicians. Right. So, do I mean accused of or complimented admiringly for? Anyway, <laughs> opportunism is the charge. Slightly ironic, coming from a government that is pushing through massive ideological changes to public life without a direct mandate from the public to do so, but there you go. I get the impression, John... He's just trying to get a rise out of politicians by making these comments. And if so, he has yeasted them up like a sesame seed bloomer because they have (laughs) taken this bait. (laughs) There has been, like you say, huge criticism of this. A spokesman for Prime Minister David Cameron called the idea unacceptable and unpatriotic. And Labour has also been criticising him. Now, you see, Andy, this is why China put on such a good Olympic Games. Because if anyone said anything against the Games of the run-up, they just threw them in jail. No questions (laughs) asked. Easy. Problem solved. And as for the problems of workers' conditions in China, no problem there at all, because they couldn't give a shit about them. (laughs) Everything was easier. Sure, we could uh, get planning permission over the next few months to build a velodrome in the area currently occupied by that huge housing estate, or plan... Do you know what? We could just bulldoze it to the ground, and if anyone's got a problem with that, we'll give them a one-way ticket to Jailsylvania. Let's, <laughs> let's go with B first, then let's do A if we need to, which we won't. Uh, in fact, Conservative co-chairman Baroness Wasi also piled in, calling the comments an appalling display of naked self-interest. And she's right, Andy, but uh, you know, in her defence, at least the self-interest is naked. Because given a choice, I actually prefer self-interest stark bollock naked. I prefer it with its balls hanging out to when self-interest is heavily clothed. What about when it's kind of sl- slightly sluttily dressed? Do you think, you know, would you prefer it... Well, I don't. Yeah, actually, that's 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 probably even worse when it's just trying to tease you, saying, yeah. "Do you wonder what's under here?" <laughs> oh, don't look! Don't look! Stop looking at me! Now, in in an amazing development, the British government's Olympics minister announced that the Olympics will come in under budget. Hugh Robertson said that with 150 days to go, we're on track, on time, and just under budget. To which the British people said, "Hold on, are you f***ing serious? <laughs> How did that happen?" <laughs> 
You might want to do those sums again. Apparently, the entire £500 million Olympic contingency budget remains unspent. And again, Andy, this is not what the Olympics is about. (laughs) We're not doing this right. Look at Montreal. It took that city 30 years to pay off their Olympic debts. Literally three decades. The Olympics was in 1976, and they finished paying it off in 2006. That's the real Olympic spirit, Andy. A majestic financial swan dive with a high degree of fiscal difficulty getting low marks from the accountants. The the 2004 Greek Olympics cost $11 billion, double, double the original budget, which is strange because the Greeks are usually so good with money, Andy. I just worry that we're not going into this Olympics in the right way, but there is still time to pull this around because what are we going to do? with that £500 million contingency fund. We can't leave it unspent, Andy. That's not how you do... One pretty spectacularly wasteful thing we could do is put it in a giant, gigantic dish, cover it in paraffin, and use it as our Olympic flame, Andy. (laughs) The only way we could create a lasting memory of an opening ceremony to rival Muhammad Ali lighting the Olympic flame with a torch or thousands of Chinese people lifting blocks rhythmically as if their lives depended on it, which they actually did, would be for us to create... An Olympic opening ceremony moment of our own. And what could be more spectacular than a British man taking the Olympic torch, turning to the crowd and saying, I can't believe we're going to do this, before (laughs) setting fire to £500 million. (laughs) I declare the London Olympic Games a financial disaster, (laughs) as is tradition. Thank you for listening. More top stories tomorrow and yesterday and indeed uh, now, depending on where you find them and when you listen. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.